EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support the recruitment industry. Go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiters Live Lounge. Lounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspirational recruiters on the planet. And my guest in the Live Lounge today is Abigail Stevens. Abigail is the founder and managing director of Think Global Recruitment based in Edinburgh in Scotland. Um, now, Abigail's career started over 20 years ago, international accountancy and finance recruitment experience, and she was recently named by LinkedIn as one of the top four most connected women in recruitment. Wow, that's an accolade, right? So after eight years in marketing in the UK and overseas, Abigail started her recruitment career as a temp accountancy controller. So you know at the right sharp end, she worked her way up to senior international accountancy recruitment manager prior to setting up Think Global Recruitment back in 2000. With a vision of improving lives, 15 years later, the company is truly global. It continues to move accountants from any location to any location and working with some top international companies such as PwC, EY, Deloitte, KPMG, Coca-Cola, Northern Trust, the list goes on, and in locations across Europe, the Middle East, North America, the Far East, Bermuda, Caribbean, Australia, New Zealand and Eastern Europe. Wow. Um, I hope that I've got all of that right. Are you there, Abigail? I am. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Listen, that was some introduction um, and there's loads in there. Uh, listen, tell me, tell us a bit about Think Global and, and what you guys do there. Okay. So it, we do do what it says on the tin. We move accounts and finance professionals all over the world, um, literally into any country, from any country. So we've done that for 15 years. Uh, we move them into accountancy firms, financial services organizations, or even general industry, anyone that will hire an accountant. Uh, we travel a lot ourselves, which is great fun for the consultants. And we also run events. Uh, we've got a conference called Accountancy Worldwide. So we've taken that to London, Johannesburg, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Ireland. Um, and we basically have a lot of fun here as well. Our vision's improving lives because we're doing such a big thing with these people moving them from one place to another. It's a life-changing experience. I love that. And, and I agree with you, Abigail. I think, you know, as a, as a fellow veteran in recruitment, I think a lot of recruitment consultants, new and veterans, um, lose sight of this thing that we do change lives. It's like, you know, it's not just the single placement that we make. It's the, you know, you affect the life of that candidate. You affect the life of that candidate's family and friends, of the colleagues of the place that you, you place them in. Um, you know, hopefully that company improves as a result of the candidates that we place. So it is, it's improving lives. And, and in a way that, you know, almost that ripples in a pond, it just goes on and on. So I love that vision. I think it's a really cool one. 
Thank um, you. Good. All right. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, Abigail, you know, in the live lounge, we always like to kick off with our guests' favourite success quote. What's yours? Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit because my favourite one has already been used, oh. which is "screw it, just do it." <laughs> Branson, okay. <laughs> Branson speaks for itself. My other one's slightly more corny, but it is one I use a lot. Go ahead. And that's <laughs> if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Um, recruitment you have to be creative you've got to think outside the box you've got to be commercially minded and if you just sit there waiting for candidates and clients to come to you you're never going to be that top biller and same with running a business it's always thinking of new ways different ways um, and overcoming the anything that comes up and I, I, I love that quote because it, it kind of goes hand in hand with that other one doesn't it that if you do the same thing over and over again and you expect, um, you know, a different result, it's kind of like insanity. You know, it's like uh, if you do the same things, you're going to end up with the same things. Right. So it is about changing it up. It is about innovation. Um, tell me, Abigail, how do you how do you apply that in Think Global as, as a business? How do you do that? We've got a lot of forums where everybody in the business is encouraged to come up with new ideas. Um, if if I go and speak to somebody and they say, oh, we're short candidates, so what are you doing about it? Right. Why? Where are you looking? And they'll tell you all the usual places and it's always, and where else? <laughs> and where else can you look? So we're getting some really good ideas from the team at the moment. Good. Um, and it happens consistently. It flows through from directors' meetings to managers' meetings to team meetings um, and everyone in the organisation is encouraged to keep thinking outside that box. Good. I, I love that. I love that the sound of that culture. Um, Abigail, we know again in the live lounge that behind every successful, you know, recruitment business leader, there's usually been, you know, some adversity. What would you describe as your biggest challenge or failure as a recruiter going back? I'd say the biggest challenge was probably right at the beginning of this business. Um, and it was interesting because when I first set up the business, everyone said to me, God, you're brave. You know, you're leaving a really well-paid job. You're top biller in the company. You're starting a new business. Right. And I was actually naive. I said, oh, it's easy. Oh, I'll win. No problem. <laughs> it will build straight away um, and everything will be fine. Of course, I underestimated how long it takes to build up your first fee. I overspent, <laughs> got enticed by lots of vanity projects, things like pictures on taxis and things, <laughs> all that sort of thing. So obviously then it got to the stage where I said, oh my God, I've used all my cash. <laughs> what do we do? Cash flow wasn't flowing. Um, the way I overcame that was that I used three different sources. One I probably wouldn't recommend, personal okay. credit cards. Okay. <laughs> the the next Guilty. one was, yeah, I think we've probably all done what we yeah. have to do to keep your business going. Right. But um, I used some grants and loans. The government were very good uh, giving them. If you sink them out, you can often find them. Good. And then the other was my partner invested in the business as a silent director. And that was a real win-win situation because he then became somebody really good as a sounding board for ideas and just someone else to be there if you needed them. And it's someone that's got your back, right? It's not like a you know venture capitalist or a PE company or whatever. It's, it's somebody that genuinely cares about the success of this business. Absolutely. It yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the biggest uh, failure you would describe was that early part of starting a business. And 
I think a lot of us are guilty of this. You know, we, we understand recruitment, we know how to make money, we start our business, and all of a sudden we're not doing the things that we used to do, you know, being big billers in previous companies. Now we're running companies that, you know, we've got to be responsible for tax and accounting and, you know, all of these stuff, payroll and all these different things that, that, that maybe we hadn't considered before. Um, but overspending was the, was the biggest thing that you described. Yeah, I'd say the overspending and under budgeting. If I was going to start a business again, I'd probably forecast half of what I'd expect in fees and to have, takes twice as long to come through. <laughs> and um, I'd forecast to spend twice as much as I had originally thought. <laughs> it's, it's good advice, isn't it? Because I, I almost always see that on those um, home improvement programs. You know, the ones with, uh, you know, the, 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 the couple will start off and say, oh, I'm doing this redevelopment project. The expert always turns around and says, let's look at your budget. Oh, my goodness, that's vastly under budgeted. They disagree. And at the end of the program, the expert looks brilliant because he or she was absolutely right. Um, and I think it's the same same advice that you're giving here. Absolutely. I think any business coach should probably say the same. Yeah. Well, I must remember that one. I must remember that one. It's a good good piece. Um, Abigail, in recruitment, if we take you back perhaps into to early part of your career, what was the eureka moment? You know, that, that moment when the light bulb just goes on and everything falls into place. Uh, you know, I, I know from your background, you were the big biller in, in, in the companies that you worked. But that must have happened because of that eureka moment. I'm really keen to find out what that is for you. Okay. And, and you're right. It was right in the early part of my career, thank goodness. Um, I It's my first week in the business, and I'd been working off scripts all week that right. my manager had given me, drilling the phone up, pick, phone, deliver script. Um, and it was about day four, went to lunch, came back, picked the phone up in routine, got through to somebody. They answered my script wasn't on my desk. I was like, okay, right. Um, so I winged it. I used what I could remember, right. but started using my own words, my own terminology. And I suddenly found I was building a lot of rapport with the person I was speaking to. Right. Um, and they they were engaging more. I got to the stage where I also flexed a bit off of it and started asking them questions and finding out what issues they had um, and then offered them a solution. I came off the call having secured 10 exclusive um, cashiers into the Bank of Scotland. Wow. Um, and and literally, I, when I looked at it, I thought, well, you know, I used my own words. It's more convincing. If, when I was talking with his language, it wasn't me. Yeah. So the person wasn't listening. I think the scripts are really good in the right place. Right. Um, and I think it's good to adapt them into your own words and then get used to them. But remember always that your job really is to listen to what people need, solve their problems. Um, and that was my eureka moment, really, was just do it that way. I think it's brilliant as well. And I, I agree with you. I think um, it's interesting because people ask me all the time, oh, Roy, have you got a script for this or have you got a script for that? And I always explain to them that, you know, if, if I give you my words, then they're going to sound really strange coming out of your mouth. It's, it, you know... What I try and teach, and it sounds like you're, you did the same, you, 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 you'd taken the original script, you'd worked out the rough structure and format that you needed to follow, and then you made it your own. It was your own words, your own intonation, your own inflection, your own reaction to people. And I think that's the strongest way, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, for success. I, I've seen it, in, I'm hearing it in you, but I see it in most successful recruiters 
it's that ability to take a um, a structure and then break it up, play around with it, but you know, make it your own. And um, yeah, no, I know I I totally concur with that. I think uh, it's so much better because people feel engaged, don't they? Your client that listens to you and 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 feels that you're listening to them. The candidate that we we genuinely we ask questions and we're genuinely excited about the information they give them, uh, they give us. It's never on a script, you know. It doesn't say get excited about what the candidates just told you. So um, I, yeah, I I think that's great advice. Thank you. No problem. Um, Abigail, what do you do um, consistently on a daily basis that you think? you know, sets you up for success? Maybe it's a morning ritual, maybe it's something you do when you get into the office. What is it that you do every single day that makes you so successful? Okay, I'd like to say every single day, I'd say at least 90% of the time, Good. I make lists. Um, and that's every day of the week. So I start my day with what do I want to do? What's realistic that I can get done this day and needs to be done and will make more money? Uh, move me on. And um, then I'll prioritize that list as well. I find a power through things when I have a list and I like to tick them. Right. I do start off with the one that I've already done. Um, and uh, it makes such a difference. That 10% of the time when I don't do it, I really regret it because I just find I've lost my day a bit. The other thing I do though, it's the same on the goal front, okay. is that I remind myself every day what my life goals are. Right. Um, the things that I've visualized, I've written down, described, pictures of, whatever they are. Um, but to know what they are, that's what makes me work so hard. That's really powerful as well, isn't it? That, um, you know, again, when I'm asked about, you know, Roy, I, I get to the end of the year and I, f I feel like I've just drifted. You know, I set most people set goals, don't they, around that traditional time. It's New Year's Eve. I know it's a New Year's resolution. And then by day two, you know, January the 2nd to January the 5th is when it's completely broken. Um, the most successful people amongst us, I know, are people like you that that turn that goal into a focus that they look at. They try to do it, as you say, 90% of the time they try to do it daily. Um, pictures, visual reminders, something on the screensaver, but that's constantly moving you towards it. Whether it's subconsciously, you just see the car or the apartment that you want. But then taking a small action um, that moves you towards that. Maybe it's just making one extra phone call that day um, that's going to give you the you know the bonus, the commission to ultimately pay for you know that 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 goal that you're looking to achieve. But um, I like that. I, you know, I like that a lot. And and like you, I sorry, unlike you, I I believe in the lists. I just don't do them ninety percent of the time. There's my admission. I, I maybe do <laughs> maybe do mine seventy percent of the time, but. Uh, lists help uh, you know I, I find that they really really help um abigail what, what would you describe as your greatest strength as a an entrepreneur and then you know conversely your your greatest weakness okay strength wise i'd say it's probably in entrepreneur running a business it's gonna be problem solving right um not getting bogged down if someone comes to you if there's a problem they solving Instead of dwelling on, oh, my God, it's all gone wrong, I immediately move into that, right, how do we sort it mode, make the most of it, and if anything, actually make a gain out of it. Good. Um, at some point, we'll look back and see what went wrong and make sure that it doesn't happen again. Right. Um, but I, I don't mind if things go wrong in our business. Everyone knows that. It's a great mistake. Once you've learned, you don't make it again. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, moving on is a big thing. 
weakness um, is probably that I'm a bit of a what you see is what you get person. Okay. And sometimes I say things before I've thought them through properly. So they just come out um, and I maybe could have constructed them a little bit better. Give us, give us the worst one. Give us the most embarrassing one that you've, uh, you've done where you've spoken before perhaps thinking. <laughs> is this also embarrassing is sometimes it might be just a bit less tactful okay um, so you know I, I might just say to somebody someone oh my god you just made a big mistake and because I don't mind mistakes it doesn't seem a big issue to me sure. and I'll say oh, you shouldn't have done it that way and then they go oh shouldn't have done that let's let's talk about you know the sandwich it let's right. make it better <laughs> what you did right was and um, what you could have done better was um it, it's probably more that is the big issue rather than having one big Clanger. I'm assuming, though, that the people around you that know you and love you the best kind of know that's what you get with Abigail. It's like she'll tell you straight, right? Yeah, I, I think they know that. And also, on the flip side of it, when they get praised, they really know that I mean it as well um, because everything is straight. Yeah, it's good. And I love that problem solver thing because I think that, that kind of goes to the heart of um, you as a recruiter. So, you know... I always find that the best recruiters, the best salespeople, the people that are just natural problem solvers or, or really get off on problem solving, you know, um, they see every client, a, a, you know, potential client prospect as, uh, as a challenge. And it's like, look, you know, let's try and find out what's stopping this person. What do they need to unlock in order to get their solution and I think at the heart of every great recruiter I've ever spoken to is that that ability to uh, to see a problem and get past it you know or try and get past it so uh, good totally yeah no good I like it um question you know you and I have been around the recruitment industry for probably for more years than I would care to admit um Abigail you know with that experience um and and taking the view of the industry and particularly your sector as well I'm interested in you looking into your crystal ball and really trying to work out how you see the recruitment industry developing over the next five years um, I, I think that one thing is going to happen is that a lot of the large generalists that are high volume um, companies might struggle a bit to compete with the internet yeah. Uh, I know everyone talks about technology, but it means that we're going to have to find ways that companies are going to want to use us. Yeah. So much higher service levels, specialisms, um, actually thinking through where you can add value, save your company money, innovation, yeah. um, save all the clients money. That has to be one way ahead. Um, and the other thing would be what we're already doing, which I think everyone's going to start thinking global. Right. And um, there'll be a lot more international recruitment taking place. It's a smaller world now. I, I, you know something, I, I totally agree with that as well. I think um, the companies that I see like yours that are really kicking it are expanding in terms of you know their global offering, but also they're putting real stock and not just you know it's a fancy phrase and you know it's our mission statement or whatever they're really putting you know their money where their mouth is in in terms of building lasting relationships with clients you know they realize that okay the 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 lower form of recruitment that you know that quick down and dirty stuff that is being replaced by technology 
where more specialist, more niche advice is, is needed, um, thankfully that's not being replaced by technology. We're using technology to speed the process up and make our relationships good, but really it's gonna boil down to you know our ability to continue to add value. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day and, and they are it's interesting because they asked me the same question you know how do you see it developing um, and my answer was similar to yours but you know on top of that I was saying that I think recruiters in the next five years are going to be judged um, in terms of their retention of the candidates that they they uh, they place with companies and, and the advice that we can give our clients in terms of them retaining uh, you know those employees that we find for them and their own employees uh, real added value services so um yeah I, you know I'm, I'm looking forward to it the evolve the 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 uh, evolving of the recruitment industry and maybe adding a bit more value than than uh, you know it's a lot of people are doing currently um abigail thank you for that great answers in terms of those uh, questions and I, I really really enjoyed listening to your answers on those um, I'm keen to move you into our lightning round. So I've got to ask you the question. Are you ready for the lightning round, Abigail? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the lightning round. The first question, what was the, what's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? I'd say that it's the not understanding our product properly, which yeah. is people. Um, they don't have empathy. They don't understand what makes people tick. That's going to hold them back. They're never going to get there. Good. I you know, t totally agree. It's, it's our business, isn't it? It's absolutely our business. Um, and on that, what's the best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever received? Um, best piece of recruitment advice I've ever received would be... Um, I, was, I would say that it's really sort of being honest with your approach. Don't put, don't necessarily put the money first. One of the first things I learned in training was somebody said, oh, when you see a candidate come in the door, you should think pounds, shillings, pence, or whatever it was in the old days. And be like, no, you see somebody there that if you look after them, what comes around goes around. Yeah. And if you deliver um, a really good service to them, you understand what they want, you improve their life, uh, then you're probably going to get longer term, bigger gains rather than those short term, smaller ones. So true. So true. Great advice. Thank you. Um, Abigail, what do you see working brilliantly in your business right now? I don't know, maybe it's a piece of software or an app or a hack or something that you use personally that, that that's really working for you. Um, we've got a, a couple really. I'd say software-wise, we're using video interviewing now. Good. Uh, we find that really good. For an international market, it's almost essential. Uh, but for ourselves, um, and we can record it, we can pre-record candidates answering questions that clients can view. It goes out with a CV. Very good. And um, we can also offer that service to our clients. Very good. And is that, um, are you using a, a, a software platform to do that or, you know, one that we should know about or is it something you've built yourselves? What, how's yeah, that working? Yeah, we're using two. Okay. For ourselves, we've got one called HireView. Okay. Sorry, we Launchpad for us and HireView is one our client uses as well. Okay. So we've used both and they're very good. Good. Okay. The, the other um, business tool I'd say is very good and this wasn't planted. But I can honestly say our training and development is so important to us. 
and we consistently use um, your DVDs um, from the past. We bought them, um, so we got recruitment juice, and we also we do use um, Fast Track as well, another one. But it's nice to have the rotation because they've got a different flavour, and our team love them, and they're really good just for brainstorming, training, refreshing. Thank you. And listen, we can assure every viewer, every listener that it definitely wasn't a plant, but thank you very much. It's true. <laughs> um, Abigail, what's the best business book that you've read, I don't know, in the last 12 months? Um, it would be um, Tony, and I can't pronounce his name, it's Hirsch or something like that. Okay. Delivering Happiness. Oh. Um, really good guy, good book. He set up and ran a multi-million pound deliver um business in america okay uh, a couple of the things he says one really interesting one i've never heard of before when your new employees start in the first week offer them two thousand dollars to quit oh, see yeah. what the how about how much they value that job <laughs> i loved it <laughs> that's a, that's a brilliant I've, I've read that tip it's not um yeah. it's not jeff bezos the amazon guy book is it well it's he used to do with amazon yes okay. yeah yeah um, it is it, it's totally He's the author, but it's it is the Amazon. Okay, yeah. listen, we'll find the link and everything else, and we'll definitely post that. But yeah, I remember that piece of advice. Um, yeah, I like that as well. It's like offer them how much was it? Offer them two thousand dollars to quit. <laughs> I wonder how many of them take it. I'm interested now. <laughs> if you've hired right, hopefully none. But exactly. you never know. You never know. Interesting one. <laughs> I think I might do it after month one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Abigail, final question in the lightning round. If you woke up tomorrow morning, you still had all of the experience, all of the knowledge, uh, you know, awareness, etc., that you have, but your business wasn't there, what would you do in terms of starting all over again? What, what would you do? Um, well, I would start, I think, Global Recruitment again. Good. I'd start with a lot of hindsight, though. So I would know everything that I, I now know as far as the business goes. And um, I would probably do a lot the same, though. It's gone good. It's been a good journey. Oh, that's so good to hear as well. So good to hear. Um, and, um, you know, I love the idea that it's like, I, I ask everyone, obviously, this question. I love the idea that you would do exactly the same and you'd have the same company. That speaks volumes for, uh, for, for, for for what you're doing and the team behind you as well. Um, Abigail, sadly, we really have come to the end of our journey here in Recruiters Live Lounge. But before we let you go, I just wondered if you had one piece of final advice for our listeners and our viewers. And also um, how people can get in touch with you after listening to this episode. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go back to my... Um, improving lives and my piece of advice is whenever you make a decision think about all the stakeholders involved in that division and it might be a candidate it might be their family the clients it might be your own selves your team your company or the charities you work with yeah. but make sure it improves everyone's life and that's going to get you the longer term gain love it love it contact me um, anyone can get in contact You'll find me on LinkedIn. As we said, I'm very well connected. Happy to connect with anyone. Just look at how many second, third connections you got before you connect with me and see how many you got afterwards. Um, and so you'll find me as Abigail Stevens. I, we have a company blog, Think Global Recruitment. And you can get me otherwise through email, astevens at thinkgr.com. 
brilliant brilliant abigail listen thank you so much for joining us i loved you know sort of uh listening to your answers to the some of the questions that we posed and um yeah it's been a real good experience thank you for joining us today no problem thank you it's been interesting and abigail thank you for joining us for everyone else that's listening and watching this episode you've been listening to abigail stevens in recruiters live lounge to continue getting brilliant brilliant episodes like this and, and meeting and listening to some of the most inspirational recruiters on the planet subscribe make sure you subscribe you can get these episodes delivered straight to your inbox uh, that's it from recruiters live lounge hope to see you soon thank you you've been listening to recruiters live lounge with roy ripper join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader What would it feel like to get all of your back office administration done under one roof? EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support your recruitment business. EasyPay want to offer one month's free fees to any new customers who come through Recruiters Live Lounge. Just go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge.